you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, my guest is Michelle Annene. She's a CEO of Shelux Group. She's a business support expert, and she's helping female entrepreneurs with their businesses, how to obtain more clients, how to gain visibility, how to become a thought expert, all of those amazing topics that Michelle is working on, we will be discussing today during our podcast episode. Hi, Michelle. It's great to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Elena. I really appreciate that. I'm so happy to be here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. So, Michelle, you're working with female entrepreneurs and uh, you're a business expert. You're serving hundreds of people all over the world. What is your story? How did you get to this place where you are right now? All right. So prior to now, fast forward backwards, years back, I started up first as an entry-level project manager in the corporate world where I was supporting clients on projects and obviously built up my project management experience first for about eight years, climbed up the ladder within the corporate world, being a senior project manager. And then afterwards, I then, you know, had my babies. So I do have two girls. I've got a four-year-old and I've got an almost two-year-old girl. And it was at the time I had my second baby that I realized that I wanted more. I always knew I wanted more, but I didn't know what exactly that was. And so I did step down from the corporate side of things, being a senior product manager to serving senior leadership teams, clients and all that. And what I did was I decided to start my own business, okay? And so starting up first, I did start off a virtual assistant agency, but this was based on serving corporate clients, right? And this really came in handy because that was almost close to the period where the pandemic hit, right? And we had organizations who couldn't afford to get their teams, keep paying their salaries. Um, and instead, we... Because of that, we came in to support corporate organizations to be able to help them with their tasks, get things done. And based on my project management experience, I was able to support, give them support on projects, right? And then I'm certainly noticing that whenever we have clients, because I had a team that was supporting me, so I was just all about delegating the task, basically. But I found out that I was doing more than delegation. And get my team to support. I found that aside doing that delegating, I was coming up with the strategies on how to actually, uh, you know, get the results required within the work. I was coming up with the strategies, and this was through the fact that I did have coaches supporting me at the same time, and I was someone who had a circle of people who were literally who were business moguls, basically, right? So I had the knowledge because of my circle and. I found that, right, so if I'm the one coming up with strategies, aside having my team supporting to get the tasks done, then I might as well, you know, start supporting clients with the strategies they need to actually grow their business, right? And so I decided, right, if I had to brand myself, what would I be called? I would want to be called a coach. It might be that I might be doing something close to that because I'm not just doing only coaching. I have a team supporting people. I'm providing strategies. So I said, fine, I might probably see myself as a mentor, maybe. But then I came up with the name a business support expert rather than a coach. 
because aside supporting you to you know scale your business through giving you the right strategies i do have a team that can get the work done for you saving you time in your business and that's my story literally and that's what i've been doing supporting clients to you know scale their business increase the visibility to get more clients and you know yeah save time in your business that's my story elena yeah, perfect. Perfect. So you have both corporate experience and entrepreneurial experience working on your business. That's, that's great because listeners of uh, our podcast, they are both leaders from corporations and also leaders in their business. That's why I think that you can relate to both of those groups. So Michelle, when you're working with your clients, what do you think are the biggest challenges that your clients face that it is maybe hard for them to achieve the next step? And also what are the habits of high achieving people when you see that uh, the person is really successful. So what are the challenges and what are the habits high achieving clients of yours? All right. I think that's a very good question, Elena. So uh, in terms of challenges, what I find out from my experience of people that I've worked with, challenges are, you know, getting clients consistently. Um, But again, it's not really about getting the clients consistently um it's about wanting to have clients that are able to support the business to make it self-sustaining because you don't want to have loads of clients and get burned out again you want to have the right number of clients that are paying the right pricing for your business that's also keeping your business sustained um, in the right way right and so sometimes some people might say hey i actually earned six figures this year right and that's great but the question is Although you've made six figures, is your business profitable, right? Because it might be that you've made six figures, but almost 80% of what you made has gone to other things like systems that were built, to the teams that you've got. And then you're like, where's the profit your business made, even though you made six figures? So again, these are the challenges that I find sometimes not only entrepreneurs, but corporate organizations that they face on regular. Some of the challenges might be that they aren't getting seen in online, right? And that's because of the huge competition we have in the market where there are loads of people literally doing the same thing and we're like what do you need to do to be seen and the only answer to that right now the very simple answer is you offering a solution that is different from your competition to get you standing out so that you're literally the only person in your industry that's providing that particular solution so you're literally standing out from the crowd right and that's what I tell my clients. So I know you asked the question that what's the habit of someone who should be successful, whether it's a successful corporate organization or a successful entrepreneur. First of all, if you have yourself a successful CEO or entrepreneur is that first of all, they hire a great team. They hire people who are way smarter than them and that can literally, you know, do the job so that they don't get to worry so much about, you know, productivity or results because they have people who are talented that are working um, with them who also understand the culture within the organization and are able to provide good results. They also delegate tasks and that's something you want to do. 
because if again before I go to talk about delegating tasks, let's talk about hiring a great team. If you look at the Fortune 500 companies, the FTSE 100 companies, you'd see that they've got a structure in the organization where they have different departments. They have the marketing department, they've got the sales department, they've got the operations department, they have leaders and managers for these different departments, right? And they all understand the roles and their responsibilities of what needs to be done. They set KPIs in place that would determine what success looks like within the next quarter. So if you are an entrepreneur as well, who is not part of the FTSE 500 or, FTSE, or I mean Fortune 500 or FTSE 100 companies, the big ones, you still want to see yourself as that, um, you know, um, successful CEO where you don't want to just be a one-man show. You want to hire a team and you might be thinking, hey, I don't have the money. How do I hire a team? You want to see that you're hiring at least starting off, I would say, from experience, if you want to start a business, you must have one VA and one social seller. VA is one who takes the tasks off you so that you can worry about strategies and other things, right? While the social seller's responsibility is to consistently generate revenue for you in your business. So they're the ones going out there, searching for leads, trying to get them to you so that you can put them on the call. That's your job. They're, that's what they do for a living. Every day you're getting leads, the who are hot leads coming through to you, they're nurturing and they're engaging with them. That's your sole responsibility. So you don't need to worry about where do I get my next client from? Because that person, that social seller's job is to get that client for you, okay? And because that's their job, that's what they leave, breathe, eat every day, you know that at the end of the month, you're getting some revenue because they're working for your business to get revenue for you and you're able to pay your VA and your social seller and so, you know, have profit. Again, next is delegating tasks. That's something that everyone needs to learn how to do. Sometimes you might have a team that used to struggle to know how to delegate to people. And sometimes it's because they don't, they fear that, you know, they don't trust that the team can do the work well. And if that's the case, then you want to go back to the drawing board to see why. Did you hire the right person? So why can't you trust that you will actually get the job done and they get you the results that you want? Okay, the next thing as well is your network. You want to look at your circle to see who you hang out with. Successful CEOs definitely have no problems networking with a lot of people. So in terms of, you know, accepting meetings and invitations, they are also very selective of the sort of networks, times they spend within what networking events that they go to. They want to see what results, you know, they can get from that networking events, right? Do they aim to achieve? And they're very selective of that. And that's what you will also want to do. And most times, um, you know, in terms of networking, you could do that once a month. You might want to do that bi-weekly. So you want to choose the amount of times that you get to network with people, seeing that you're adding new people into your circle who you can you know, work with or collaborate with or form partnerships with to see that you're able to also try out new ideas or find out new areas for your business to grow. So that's like a few pointers that I'd like to share um, today. Yeah, thank you so much. Very important points. Although I can see that uh, already when you were speaking about hiring a team and about delegating tasks, I can see that many people, they have kind of those mindset blocks that, for example, how can I hire someone if I'm not earning enough money? Or how can I delegate my tasks if I'm doing my job the best and only I know how to, I don't know, write my posts or edit my podcast and so on and so on. So I can see that people who have those kind of issues, mindset issues, 
they are stuck in a certain level of their business. So I'm sure that you're working with uh, such uh, clients and you're helping them to overcome those blocks. What would you recommend to such people who have those blocks? How to get rid of those mindset issues and go to the next step? That's a really good question, Elena. Yes, I do work with clients where I have to support them with your mindset because it all comes with the entire package where, yes, you want to grow. Yes, you want to scale your business but sometimes you might have limiting beliefs where change is scary right change is really scary and sometimes people don't are unable to deal with change even the thought of change is scary sometimes they might not probably even believe that that's possible and one of the things that i would say is when you find yourself in such a situation where you want to you know um, make that change and it's again it's all about your mindset and you want to make that shift in your mindset there are a few steps that you need to take Um, to see that you're able to have that shift in your mindset. So first of all, what you want to do is take time to sort of define your vision and your passion. Okay. But the reason why I say that is because there is no vision without you saying, right? You want to be able to see where you want to go. If possible, journal that down. So it's like you thinking about, right, what is my dream life, dream life going to be? Or what's my dream life for my business going to look like? And you're literally journaling that down. Okay. And I would say dream big. You want to really, really dream big. And that's one of the things people fear about that, right? I might dream being, I might not happen, but I would say take that courage and look at it like you're writing a storybook. You're writing a story to your little girl who's three-year-old. You're telling a story about someone, right? And But write that down. And that way, because you've written it down, it makes your vision more clear because you can then see, right? Oh, this is life that I think I would like to, my business to look like, right? The next maybe five years, 10 years, five years, but you want to write that down. And then... At the same time, you also want to make sure that while you're writing that down, you want to be very clear and precise about what you want, okay? And this is, uh, what really helps is seeing that when you're journaling down, you are in a very safe place while writing that down because you really don't want any disturbance. You don't want anything blocking or distracting you while you are trying to note that down. But also at the same time, you want to continually reinforce your motivation, So what you also want to do is, whilst you are writing this down, you want to also think about things that would, you know, probably impact your dream. You might want to think about your loved ones. How do they play a role within this dream of yours? You want to think about your, if your kids are special to you, obviously kids are special. You want to factor them down in that dream of yours in there. And that way it helps to solidify Um, what you're putting down and it helps get you more motivated because other people are trying to play a role in this dream life of yours whether it's a dream life for yourself personally or for your business okay and then you also then want to make a plan on how you're not going to achieve this dream of yours right so what you want to do is that you want to create some sort of like roadmap but i always say with creating a roadmap you need to first of all because we have this big goal and this big dream we want to set out milestones first and the reason for milestones is you want to be able to celebrate when you hit each milestone reward yourself go have fun right celebrate yourself for that milestone you've hit and then you pick up your journey again and continue to the next milestone and that is what helps people going and with milestones if you have let's say this big goal and you have 10 milestones you have to hit before you reach the, you complete that goal between a milestone and the next there has to be like these simple action steps to take before you hit the next milestone now this is me talking using my project management skills now but it's really helped 
and people to see that these small little action steps taken and the times allotted to these action steps really help because then they are like it's more visible it's more clear for them and then working on your belief as well really helps because again in terms of working on your belief it's all about having that sort of you know habit so what talked about was generally we talked about you know trying to create some sort of visual at the same time right but again other things play a role where you want to incorporate things like meditation you want to incorporate things about daily affirmations because that helps it really does help and one of the things that helps me personally what I say literally every day I wake up is money comes easily to me at all times and that's that work it really helps because every time I get inquiries in my business every time I get people saying yes and sometimes I push back right but it really does help so there are things that you want to see what works for you what doesn't work for you and try to incorporate that into your life and try to do that daily but ensuring that you're taking them small step at a time towards your dream life and you see the changes that that will make for you yeah amazing thank you thank you for those tips and uh, uh, michelle you're speaking a lot about becoming a thought leader so i'm sure that a lot of our listeners they kind of on their way or they are thought leaders already or they want to to uh, become thought leaders in their areas. How would you recommend to start for those who are just thinking about this? And uh, what are the strategies? What are the main steps to becoming a thought uh, leader? Okay, so first of all, if you're not yet a thought leader and you want to be, then that's the first step, right? Congratulations. What do you need to do for getting on your journey to being a thought leader? First of all, let's talk about the definition of who a thought leader is before we go ahead with that. So thought leaders are people who sort of have an, a voice or an opinion about something, a subject matter within their industry. So they are perceived as the go-to experts within their industry, right? And they don't call themselves thought leaders, rather other people perceive them and see them and call them thought leaders right and you know whenever they say something or voice an opinion about something people really you know take their words for it however sometimes with thought leadership sometimes not everyone is, is nice in the industry where people might want to argue with your opinion so again it's about seeing that whatever you see out there you back that up with facts you do your research right you make, you have, make your findings have your findings before you're able to voice out your opinions or have a stance about something. So it's you having a stance about something and not really following the norm of what's going on in the industry. You're standing out and being different, right? That's what thought leadership is about. And so if you say, yes, you want to be a thought leader, right? What strategies do you need to do to be able to go on that path? First of all, you want to do your research first. Right. But at the same time, you want to ensure that you also know who your ideal audience are so that you know how you're speaking to them, who you're speaking to them, what content you bring up to them. Right. That's what you want to do. So you're going to choose your target audience. You also want to identify your KPIs. So KPIs are right. If I were to start off on my path to being a thought leader, what should I pay attention to that you know defines success? Right. Will that be okay? Um, you know, generating more leads for my business, would that be increasing brand awareness for my personal brand or my corporate organization? Will that um, be increasing sales, right? 
you want to define what your KPIs are going to be if you want to set your path on your journey to being a thought leader. So I've mentioned two, which is your KPIs. I've mentioned target audience. I've mentioned in your research as well. Then also, you also want to look at other thought leaders within your industry to see what they are like, right? What they talk about, what they stand for. And what you want to do is then look at the gap what they are not talking about, what they are not, you know, tailoring their contents to, to add more value, to educate your audience. And you want, because you want to be a thought leader. Again, thought leaders are people who don't copy other people. They have their own voice. They have a stance on something and they just follow through. And so you want to be different in your industry. So you want to see the gap there that all our thought leaders are not talking about, right? And you want to hold that on and tailor your content towards that. At the same time, you want to put your ears down to listen, to be on time with things in the industry. So if you notice some trends going on in the industry, you want to be able to be so knowledgeable to be able to make forecasts on how things probably rules and regulations that are probably popping up might affect the industry in a way. You want to be able to share that thoughts, right, to your audience, uh, whether it's your clients or whether to, uh, it's to other industry leaders within your industry. So you want to be able to um, know what's currently trending right now, how that's going to affect business or your industry. And at the same time, you want to see that you're able to use content creation and content marketing to, you know, help you on your journey with thought leadership. So that comes to being in love with probably writing, whether writing articles or blogging or guest blogging or even going as a guest on podcasts, right? Where you are able to educate, where you're able to share your thoughts, your views about setting things or probably even using social media for that, right? That's a few of the things that you can do that should set you on the path to, you know, being a thought leader your industry yeah i really love that you start with the research because from what i see a lot of people want to become thought leaders they just see what others are doing and kind of trying to copy it in a way and not trying to search for the gap and i really love what you're saying that we need to find the gap we need to find something that does not exist and to try to fill in this gap. So we have social media, we have podcasts, we have blogs, different types of articles. And uh, how would you recommend to build a thought leadership strategy for our business? How to put it all together and be more strategic with it? Well, like I mentioned earlier, that in terms of creating your thought leadership strategy, you want to define your goals and align them with your strategy so basically if you have your business goals which is developing brand awareness whether it's increasing sales in your business or generating more leads in your business right you want to see that with these goals that you have for your business that you know it's aligned with your goals for thought leadership so again that boils down to your content right that you put out there that when you're writing your content or probably if it's you speaking about whatever content you want to have that is tailored towards these goals whether it's increased brand awareness for yourself or your corporate organization if it's you know to establish credibility in a in, in your industry if it's to position yourself to look attractive to new investors you want to see that your content is 
tailored towards those goals when you are putting them out there. Yes, absolutely. We need to make sure that we are communicating with our clients, right? That we're not just putting out the content and <laughs> so we don't know why and for whom. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing very quickly is sometimes you put content out there and you question why people aren't seeing it. And there's one thing for you to publish and there's another thing for people to get to see it. So I think that, you know, when publishing, you also want to see that you are SEO in your content. So ensuring that it's optimized to be, you know, visible on at least the first three pages of Google, because anyone who's searching for something and types in certain keywords, right? They don't go past page three of Google, right? You go, don't keep going like to the next page and the next page. So you want to SEO your content, seeing that it has the right keywords. And it's very simple. If you want to do that by yourself, if you don't have a team, you go into, um, you use the Google Keywords Analytics um, tool. It's easily found on Google. And, um, you know, search for keywords related to your content to see what keywords are ranking really high. And you want to see that it's put in your, topic and also somewhere within the body of your content and so when you publish that then it ranks right but at the same time aside seo in your content so, so whether it's a written content whether it's a video where you're placing that on youtube because youtube they want to see that your descriptions and your topics have the right keywords that will make it rank there but you also want to see that you're sharing that within your community of people so if you create a new content you want to broadcast that to them let, let your community know that you know something has come up and you would like to share that with them it's then the benefits of them actually listening or watching or reading your content and that really helps because again there is nothing worse than creating something that would educate or add value to your audience and you don't let them know it's there for them to check out so you want to do the work to get that and get your team to do that for you yeah absolutely absolutely so we need to add value we need to educate and uh, we need to make sure that people actually see it so this is a very very good point so michelle the final question for you i wanted to ask you're working with entrepreneurs for example when you're working with six-figure entrepreneurs who want to move to seven figures or who want to become more profitable, as you mentioned, that the fact that we're having six or seven figure business, it doesn't matter very often that it is very profitable. So let's imagine that someone comes to you and they say that I want to be more profitable. I want to scale my business. What would be your top tips to this client? Okay. First of all, it's mindset. You want to be a six, seven figure business owner. The first thing I would say is let's work on your mindset first because mindset helps like it's it has to be the core foundation before any other strategies or tips come in place because if you have the best strategies in place the best tactics in place without the right mindset it's all a waste of time because that will kill literally everything so what we do is work on your mindset so it's all about developing your habits your beliefs your truths your perceptions and working on them and the next thing is then we then go ahead with the strategy bit. So after we've up-leveled, you know, your mindset, um, you know, you we then want to work on a strategy, right, to get you to move from wherever you are to your first six figures or multi-six figures or seven figures. And it's also all about seeing that we are able to not only leverage you, but leverage your team. So with you wanting to have a six or seven figure business, you want to see you have this support so i obviously have that one va and one social seller that's for small organizations right or 
an entrepreneur. But again, it's also about with the strategy, it's we looking through to see your business vision and purpose. What does that look like right now? Where do you want that to look like in the next couple of months or quarter or years or five years from now? And what we're doing is doing some sort of like gap analysis to see, right, this is where you're at, this is where you want to be, right? This is the gap in here. So what can we do to get you there? And we're looking, you know, at the difference between that and seeing how we're able to spike the growth to scale and also hit profits. And then next is also execution, right? So we've now mapped out the strategy. We have the roadmap and the blueprint to get in there. But again, it's all about execution. How are we able to do that? So it's again, seeing that whoever it is that's executing that plan understands what they need to do. Everyone understands their role they need to play. The timelines are all there, in there and visible, right? And also again, results are also factored like right in, at the end of the month once we see that we're hitting this, this sale of let's say a um, hundred thousand k one k month or i mean 100k month right but like how do we get there how many sales do we have to have to get there does that mean and how many clients do we need to get to hit that do we have to up your pricing for that if we are upping your pricing what strategies do we need to do to show that you are adding so much value and you know we're seeing that we're able to um hit the right clients that can afford you where are they hanging out so all these things come to play for that and also at the same time it's about looking seeing that you don't only have the right strategies and the right team to execute the strategies but you also have the right systems in place because without systems it just doesn't work Again, you want to see that your systems are helping you to repeat your successes like every time. It's making things very consistent. There is speed, you know, in getting results. It's efficient for you. Mistakes are reduced. No bottlenecks are there. And most of all, profits keep increasing and, you know, costs keep reducing. So that's what we want. If profits are increasing and costs are also increasing then there's no profit really right so we want that profits are increasing and costs are dropping down at a very good sort of like percentage and then again a team will make you go far i always say that a team will make you go far so you want to have a team because if you look at six to seven figure business owners they always have a team that supports them and so if you want to be that six to seven figure business owner, then you want to also make up your mind to get your dream team that will support you. And again, it's also about positioning, okay? Again, with six figure business owners, they work smarter and not harder, right? And what they do is literally, you know, they see that they are not burned out. So they, they respect your time, right? And so, you know, they see themselves as a good to authority and they focus the time on the right things they need to do to position themselves to fast track their growth to six or seven figures. And because they are able to, you know, position themselves well with, you know, having a clear messaging with, you know, being seen as a go-to expert by actually showing how credible they are within their, their industry they've got social proof as well they have their story to tell and they have the right platform where they're able to shop right for their audience all these things really help them to position themselves as the go-to experts and because they have all these things put together for you know on their growth um, towards six seven figures that really helps them not only to hit this um, six seven figures but it also helps them to you know scale as well yes absolutely thank you so much for all those tips it is super valuable for our listeners so i'm sure that we are all 
you know, making notes, <laughs> listening, listening to you. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing a lot of information, a lot of valuable information in this episode. If our listeners want to contact you, ask you additional questions, where can they find you? So if you want to send me a message or ask me more questions, I'm available on LinkedIn. It's Michelle and Nene. Or you can just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm very much active there. It's www.instagram.com slash Michelle and Nene. Perfect. Perfect. I will share all those links under our episode so that our listeners can contact you. And thank you very much, Michelle, for your thank time. You for thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Alina. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.